Welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep Ram, Ascension Providence, Barnett Contracting, Baylor Line Foundation, Myatt Fuels, Texas Sports Hall of Fame, Schmoltz's Sandwich Shop, The Baylor Club, and UBO Business Services. And now, here's Matt Mosley. It is Matt Mosley, the Matt Mosley Show. Thanks to all those great uh, sponsors that we have. And thank you to the uh, Baylor Club, where we got some great events. Baylor Line Foundation, one of our new sponsors, uh, they're, they're having their big event. Uh, their Hall of Fame dinner is going to be at the uh, Baylor Club, and that's coming up. And I'll tell you another man who loves the luxurious nature of the Baylor Club and a guy who loves those panoramic views of McLean Stadium. That would be Kevin Lonquist, my friend and yours from the Rivals Network. And, uh, Kevin, um, welcome back to the program. And uh, this uh, Baylor finally makes the formal announcement. It seems like Matt's been at this for a while now. But uh, Dave Aranda will be the head coach until 2029. So I think think it's a good day for, for Baylor fans, Kevin. Yeah, this was uh, coming since prior to Thanksgiving, I think. It's when it all got started, Matt. And, of course, you know, when you go through a contract negotiation of this length now, uh, that it goes to 2029, there's a lot of things that will probably involve, obviously, a language that with, with attorneys getting involved. And I'm sure tax consultants were being uh, advised on certain elements of that. And so when you put that all together and you want to make sure that it's a relationship that will be – you know, mutually beneficial to both sides, which it has been obviously for the first two years. You want to maintain that and do everything you can. And so, why rush it? And we're in that part of the off season, if you will, where you don't need to you don't need to rush on something like this. You want to make sure that you have all the I's dotted and T's crossed. And with spring football not starting for basically till after uh, Baylor gets back from spring break, I think they obviously knew that they wanted to get this done before it got started. And of course, it all kind of falls in a month where. It's kind of like that no man's land period as well. Yeah, and it all the way through 2029, I was thinking that sounded like one of the longest contracts I've heard of <laughs> for a Baylor football coach. And then I went back at 2013 and realized they did a 10-year deal with Art. And uh, obviously we know he never got to the end of that contract, although he did get right. paid. So it's, um, I, I think, for Aranda. Now, sometimes, uh, Kevin, these – figures get out there sometimes they don't especially for a private university they don't have to put them out there I've been told Dave Aranda didn't really want it out there because he's just uh, obviously he's about as private as you can be as a head football coach I I was looking at some of the other numbers though in the conference um, you've got uh, Sark that started at 5.2 million you've got mm-hmm. um, you've got uh, Gundy right around 5 million a year, obviously, he's been at this for a long time. Venables is starting out at Oklahoma at seven million dollars a year. Now, again, these Baylor is not those schools; those are state programs we're talking about. But Baylor's always been very competitive when it comes mm-hmm. to paying. What is your sort of educated guess as to uh, what the number might be for for Dave Aranda? Educated would probably be somewhere in that five to six range annually is what I would think that uh, just typically what the market looks like and, you know, where Dave is at. And I'm sure that there's and I'm sure he probably again, this is all speculation, but my presumption on this is that he probably got some bings 
because of winning the Big 12 championship and because they won the Sugar Bowl and because they had a top five finish in those polls, uh, that all ended into it, it, that all entered into it. And so, you know, I think you could actually, I know you and I talked about this, what was it, maybe about a month or so ago about where does this Baylor team stand versus all other great Baylor teams in the past. And I think I put the 2014 team ahead of that one. But, I mean, obviously what this team accomplished and what the potential would be for the next few years uh, has to give everybody a lot of excitement about what is possible for this thing. Because, you know, regardless of when Texas and Oklahoma leave for the SEC, that Baylor's in a position where it's going to compete. It's going to – doesn't mean it's going to win the Big 12 every year, but it's going to be in the conversation year after year. And because of what this contract does is that it's another great recruiting tool for Baylor to sell to, you know, I've already talked to a number of defensive recruits from beyond the borders of Texas who have talked about the fact how well Baylor plays on defense and it attracts a different type of defensive recruit than what I've seen in the previous five years. I think that's going to make a big difference and how Baylor will get some of those. We should point out too, by the way, that Tyler Turner, uh, the defensive back from San Antonio Brennan who committed last month uh, rivals made him a four star last week so that's the third four star out of the first 10 that baylor has for this 2023 class interesting a, a um and, and and kevin without getting too deep into the weeds can you tell us like w- when rivals decides to elevate someone uh from a three star to a four star like what? What sort of puts them over the edge on that? And like, who has the ultimate say in that? Do you uh, do you just call them up and go, "You got this guy too low"? Is that how this works? Well, you're kind of right on that, Matt. Basically, actually, uh, our analysts, regional and national, met last week to discuss the 2023 rankings and then putting the first tab on the 2024s. Uh, I made recommendations on several of them of the Baylor 2023 commits that were unranked at the time. I, I'm not going to disclose what exactly what I said, uh, just for the sake of those discussions being as private as they are. But in terms of the process, in terms of guys getting ranked from three to four, and the general speaking of how they get elevated, it's got to be that difference maker type of ability or playmaker ability that can just take his game to that other level, which really is kind of a separation from a three-star kid who was a really hard worker, does a lot of great things, uh, a worker bee, if you will. And a, a program really needs that. But then you need that star, that playmaker, that guy who can really just turn the game on a dime. And I think that's probably what the staff saw with Turner and what they see with Justin DeLeon, one of the other four stars, the offensive lineman out of Kingsville. So those are, those are things that will add into it. It's that little oomph, if you will, that makes the difference between the four and the three star. And then the five star kids are going to be the ones that are going to, are just going to be, you know, just dripping with talent that can do it all. And it comes naturally easy for them. Talking to Kevin Longquist from rivals, you see him at Sikkim sports and uh, does some, some great work there and uh, digging in on a lot of these different uh, Baylor points. So you said there are four four-star players in the 2023 as far as those verbal three. commits there's now? Th- there's, oh, three. There's three of them. Three. Of who's them. the third one? You you elevated Tyler. Who is the third one? Yeah, they they elevated Tyler. Um, they, they elevated Tyler uh, to that last week. 
Uh, I said Justin DeLeon, uh, the offensive lineman, who was the, who was one of the commits uh, from the 20. I guess he committed like in August or July of, of last year. Yeah. Uh, Matt, he was one of the early ones who did that. And then the other one who uh, who committed, the other four star is going to be, well, Austin Novosad got moved up to four. In fact, actually, I can give you a, kind of a breaking news because Austin Novosad was just moved up from three stars to four stars, the quarterback out of Dripping Springs. And then uh, Christian Brathwaite, the uh, linebacker from Sire Ranch, he is uh, a four-star as well. So, again, a little breaking news that Austin Novosad got moved up to four stars as well. So Okay, well, that, so that's you, four, so that's you four right. players. They you have yeah. four. So they actually now have four players with four stars. So I like this. Let's let's just act like the Novosad thing happened like <laughs> while we were on the air together. I, I think, that's, I think that? that's good. If it smells good, <laughs> make it sing, right? <laughs> that's right. Uh, talking to Kevin Longquist and Kevin, um, Baylor has, uh, 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 oh, one other thing I wanted you to comment on. Lock Tech was supposed to be that first game, and we've been kind of right. waiting to see what the Bears would, would put in there. We knew it probably wasn't going to be, you know, a, a, a marquee matchup, and that certainly has uh, become the case. Uh, Albany yeah. is an FCS program. I, I don't particularly – I mean, I, I like Albany. In fact, I used to go there. That's where the New York Giants had training camp. I don't think they're, you know, even close to a powerhouse at the FCS no. level. But uh, no. but Albany is going to be the team. I mean, at this point, right. yeah. you, you just have to get almost anybody uh, in there. And so Albany will get its day in the sun. They'll get a nice big check, and they'll come to Waco and help us get the season going. Any thoughts on uh, Albany being the pick there? Well, I mean, I heard about this, that they were the team several weeks ago as this was being put uh, put together, but obviously kind of had to wait on it until it was formally announced. But, you know, I pretty much told everyone, I said, look for look for this to be an FCS team because of how Baylor, again, the reason why Baylor canceled that series with Law Tech is because they needed some flexibility with the incoming four Big 12 programs with Cincinnati, BYU, Houston, and Central Florida. And so what this did, and it was actually kind of geared more toward 2023 because of the game with Law Tech in 2023. And so what that means is that now they have some flexibility to play with that 2023 game, which will give them an extra home game, which will likely be another FCS opponent. Let's be honest here. I mean, when you're trying to put together schedules with somebody uh, on this such a short notice, you're not going to get a home and home with a big program. But, you know, keep in mind, Baylor's got some pretty good uh, home and home set up in the future with the home and homes with what I think you what Utah and then they've got the one with Oregon, and then they've got the one with Auburn. So they're not going to be struggling for difficult uh, non-conference opponents in the upcoming seasons. But, again, I would look for another FCS team for 2023 as they're working toward that. You know what I would do is go play uh, – I'd line up Sam Houston State, and they now have a, a, uh, a former uh, – kind of a Sam Houston State Hall of Famer type on staff in uh, mm-hmm. Brian Bell who played quarterback at Sam Houston State. I would I would bring the, the folks from Huntsville in and play the Bearcats. How do you like that idea? Uh, you know, if they can make it work, I'm sure, yeah. I mean, Sam Houston over the years has been really solid in FCS play. They've made some deep uh, playoff runs. So, I mean, if you could find a way to make it work, you know, they've, they've done it before by playing Abilene Christian and Stephen F. Austin. Uh, so why not bring another Texas team in uh, from the FCS ranks to see if you can make that work? You know, obviously – Everyone's going to go with this Albany game on September 3rd going, 
I don't know anything about this team, and I probably won't know anything about them after the game is over that Saturday night. But that's fine. Again, I have no problem with scheduling like this because your conference season is going to be tough enough. I've always felt like, Matt, that your first game needs to be kind of like your exhibition that counts as a win, like your FCS. Then your second game is against somebody who's pretty solid. It's going to push you like a Texas State who they're going to get. And then your third one is going to be that real challenging one that's going to get you ready for conference play that's going to be equal to your caliber, to your conference mates, which in this case is going to be BYU, who you will start seeing here, obviously, on a year-in, year-out basis. But, you know, things like a a, a non-conference schedule that's structured like that uh, is the way to really put your your conference, your OOC together. And I think that's uh, really smart of how Baylor has been doing this over the years. And, you know, for years, Matt, we've heard – how Baylor was so criticized for playing the softest non-conference schedule. You don't hear that much anymore, thankfully. Yeah, I, uh, I, I'd like to, uh, I'd like to get up to the uh, Provo. I really want to make that trip. Thinking about, um, I think it'd be pretty there in September, and so it'll be I, cooler. I think, uh, yeah, I think it'll be really. Uh, I think it'll be nice. So I'm, I'm thinking about making that trip and. Uh, and then I've always wanted to see the Mormon uh, Tabernacle Choir, and I'm really hoping to see that group in in person. I don't know how often they get together and perform, but I think uh, I, th- <laughs> well, I think they, yeah. You think they would let a Baptist play that in there? Did you I sent you, by the way, on the Carol of the Bells, or did you not play that? Yeah, I did. I did. That's good. That sounded great. The Carol of the Bells okay. from the uh, yes. from the Mormon Tabernacle that real, Choir. That was the real stuff, wasn't it? Yeah, yep, they do it. They do a good job, and uh, and I really uh, appreciate appreciate what they bring to the table there from uh, from that particular choir. All right, uh, Kevin, I appreciate you being with us. Always a pleasure, Matt. You take care. Kevin Longquist talking about uh, Baylor, the new coaching, uh, the new contract, as well as uh, the uh, announcement that they will play. They will begin the season against the Great Danes of Albany.